1: So the soul just lives
3: so excited this episode of Get Real Podcast is Tatiana Hauser. She is a beautiful, stunning woman from Australia who moved across the country for love. She and Randy Hauser fell in love at first sight. She moved here within weeks after meeting him. We talk all about their love story. It's an incredible love story, one that you only hear about in the movies, truly. They are now pregnant with their first child together, a little boy, which is so exciting. We talk about her life in Australia, how she grew up playing golf and horseback riding and why horseback riding is such a huge part of who she is. She also gets really personal with me and talks to me about a time in her life where she dealt with food and body image issues and how she overcame that only to become a holistic health coach, which is so inspiring. So get excited. Here is Tatiana Hauser. Tatiana Hauser and Hawk Hauser is with us with the best hair.
1: Yeah. Is he a
2: labradoodle? He's a golden doodle. A golden doodle. Yes. I like to keep his hair at a certain length, which takes a lot more maintenance, but.
3: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Is he just a cuddle bug in the bed, too?
2: (laughs) He's amazing. But he's so polite. Like, he. He'll never get on the bed unless you invite him. Like he'll put his head on the edge and just rest it there. And How did you kind of his manners so good? He's just like that. He's, He's incredible. I mean, I was like this kid who was obsessed with dog training and dog training books. And so I have done a lot of that with him. If he's in your face, you can tell him to lay down. I mean, I secretly like to make out with dogs too. So (laughs) if he
3: wants to like lick my face, I'm like, oh, when I'm in public, I try to act like I think it's gross. But really, I'm like, you can lick my face all day, dog. I don't care.
2: I'm all about a morning routine and rituals. And his morning routine and ritual is that when he waits on Randy to wake up, And he gets up and he'll lay, like, between the headboard, like, against the headboard on Randy's pillow, (laughs) put his paws around his head, like, on his shoulders and just kiss him and kiss him and kiss him. Is that how Randy Randy wakes up every day? Yeah, he waits until Randy wakes up. Like, he'll never wake you up. Um, But as soon as he hears him like wake up or Andy will go okay and tap his <laughs> pillow and Hawk jumps straight up and that's like their little morning it's very cute
3: oh my gosh <laughs> and Hawk's gonna be a big brother he is I know
2: I'm so excited because he loves kids he's so oh, well he's like the perfect dog I'm excited to see him I think he's gonna love it. I was worried about dogs like how I know like I are they gonna, are they gonna <laughs> be are they gonna be jealous are they I gonna know. be snippy I know and I think I feel like big dogs are usually a little easier. Yeah um but yeah he's i think he'll be really good okay Okay, so we got to stop start in the beginning you're from
3: australia obviously that's why you have this amazing (laughs) accent which anything you say i'm just like oh yes tell me more (laughs) it's amazing um so and your sister is from australia too and you and your sister both are now married to nashville artists songwriters yep who, who randy is best friends with dallas who's married mm-hmm. to your sister mm-hmm. and then you and your so y'all have this like, this dream life yeah the four best friends that it ever really were. is how did this all happen because you're over here living in australia did natalia mm-hmm. did she come to nashville first or like where did this whole you guys taking over nashville come from because y'all are both here and like crushing <laughs> crushing
2: it out <now>. so <clears throat> when she was 18, she moved to Nashville. She decided she was going to go to Belmont and study music business. Mm -hmm. And she was a singer-songwriter. She's incredibly talented. Hey, so she's a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And um, she, you know, moved across the world, which How did she decide
3: to move across the world? That's a big move at 18.
2: I think she just always knew it was what she was going to do. Like, my mom always says that when Natalia was little, she told mum that her which is, this is just crazy that her grandkids were gonna have American accents. Which is like She always knew she was moving yeah, to America. She just I think because she knew that, you know, to get to where she wanted to go and for all her dreams, you know, you're in Australia it's kinda like, oh yeah, if you want to be a movie star or you want to be, you know, a pop star or whatever it is, you know, you gotta be in America. So, so she had so, her mindset from a young age. Yeah, she was always really Really driven, and I never thought I would leave Australia because you're into love, horses, yeah, golf. Like you had everything you needed in Australia. Yeah. I this great family. I was studying to be a vet, and I I just always wanted to help animals, and I was all about that. And so Natalia moved over, and after I think she'd been here five years, she had a publishing deal. Go her. She um, met Dow. And I want to say after, like, a couple months of dating... And a publishing
3: he, deal, for everyone listening, is when you're getting paid to write songs. Mm-hmm. So, and there's only, like... I, one of my songwriter friends was saying this. Only, like, 350 people in Nashville, I think, have, like,
2: publishing deals or something yeah. like that. I she could signed be with Mona Chapel.
3: And that's a major one. So, yeah. that's
2: a big deal. Yeah. So, Ugh. she met Dow and then and i think was really taken by him but and everyone never was thought anything Dallas of it. Davidson is a
3: huge songwriter. He's written like
2: every hit. Yeah. He just had his 25th number 1 this week. Gosh. Dang. <laughs> that's insane. What makes you country when um went number one so that's that's so exciting exciting I'm all about 25 this year because I turned 25. 25 on the 25th of January and so I'm like all about that number this year so Heck I'm like yeah. dad is had his 25th number one <laughs> and it's your 25th birthday yeah pregnant yeah your, I mean this is a good year I know I'm excited. I kept saying, "Oh, 25 is gonna be the best year," and I was so excited, and I didn't think that I would be having a baby. <laughs> so then, when I found out, my mom was like, "Well, you did say 25 was." You claimed be it. You spoke big it. Yeah, yeah, I put it out there. <laughs> you Didn't know and how big. Got You Thought you'd be doing other things, but it, baby's on the way. Yeah, I thought I would have another horse and be completely consumed and showing, but. Um, yeah. So, so was, Natalia met Dow.
3: We're going to get to your horseback riding all I sidetracked.
2: That it's okay. So, so they, they had just met in Nashville, you know, and they, um, you know, probably a year or two later, um, saw each other out one night and she got in a, in her car at Valley and left this restaurant and he came running out and said to her friend, was that Natalia? And, um, and he's like, get her to come back. And they'd met maybe, like, once or twice. But she didn't think he would even, like, remember who she was or anything like that. But I guess they just remembered each other. So, anyway, they ended up getting married and were having a baby. And I had just turned 21 and had been through this insane life change in what the was six it? months before. Um, I'll tell you how I met Rennie and then I'll okay. tell you about that. But um, – yeah so i was visiting her i was like i'm gonna come visit her for the month before she has the baby so
3: you just had the wedding happened yet they they were married so did you meet randy at the wedding no because randy and dallas are best friends so wouldn't he be at the wedding
2: no because there's a reason i didn't go so oh, you didn't go to the wedding no oh okay okay so that's part of like what happened leading up to this so i was staying with her dallas introduced me to randy and really, all he had to do was like be in a room together, and we. So instantly, like, was it just like? Oh, I I was never with anyone to get like really like giddy over boys or anything like that. Like I, and I remember I met him and I just like
3: melted. Because you said on your Instagram you met and like within like a week you're like moving across the country to yeah. be with him. In two months, y'all are engaged, mm-hmm. and then in a year, you're married. Mm-hmm. So like, and you had said before you needed like four years or something to know.
2: Yeah. I'd been So
3: what was it? Like, tell me how it happened. Tell me the moment when you locked eyes with Randy and you're like,
2: <laughs> I'm going to change my whole life for you. So it was actually a funny story. We laugh about this a lot. We met, I was in the car with Dallas and Randy was in his car and we were like passing each other on this quiet street. And that was the first time we actually met and I was meant to go back to Australia. The two days later. Okay. And Randy was going on the road. He was on tour with Luke Bryan at the time. So he was going back out on the road. So it was February. This ice storm hit. I don't know if you remember like four years ago, this insane ice storm hit Nashville. And of course everything shuts down. I know people don't know how to handle (laughs) weather in Nashville. No, not at all. And, um, so the flights to LA weren't going out. So I couldn't get back to Australia. Meant to me, And yeah. So I actually extended my trip I was going to go home before she had the baby. Okay. And then I was meant to go back because I was on my summer holidays. Well, it's winter here. It's summer in Australia. Were you in school? Yeah, I was at university. So you're still in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many years did you have left? Or do you have... Gosh, I don't even remember. I was majoring in animal production health which was then a prerequisite for veterinary science so okay. I just wanted to be a large animal vet that was
3: because you love horses
2: yeah and I just I loved working with cattle and sheep and all that and I wanted Not to you. live in rural Australia and just So good thing you got yourself a country boy I know <laughs> I always just wanted that and that was my thing I grew up in the city and I you wanted the country I just yeah I wanted a country boy so um
0: Okay, yeah. so the ice storm hit. You so were supposed storm, to go back.
2: Right. So this ice storm hit. Um and I got stuck. It was obviously God's plan. Uh and so maybe a week later, Dallas and I went to get our whooping shot coughs because Natalia was gonna have the baby, you know, oh, yeah. to get your vaccinations. Yes. And I was like teasing him that like he'd lost his game and he was married and he was gonna be a dad <laughs> and all this stuff, <laughs> and you like lost your game now. And he's completely my brother. Like I just I love Dallas to death and so he goes oh yeah well you know just watch me I'm gonna tell Randy that you're still in Nashville and because there were sparks the first day I met yeah and actually I didn't finish that part so we got back to Dal's house and Dal had a text from Randy after like we met we were just literally like talking through the car windows and it it was just just, like immediate and it just said "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> Which is so randy, like it this is one word. It's like, yep, it that's just, gonna that's mm-hmm. gonna be it for me, and um, and so I was going out with my. I was still drinking alcohol this time because I don't anymore, and I you, haven't. You been don't years. drink alcohol anymore? No, never.
3: Was is you just gave it up or It yep. wasn't Pretty working. Much with when you? I moved
2: here, I just said to him one day, "Do you mind if I don't drink?" When I realized I was gonna be on the road all the time, you just
3: don't like the taste of it or how you. I I, I don't really drink much alcohol because I kind of turn into a crazy person
2: i like crying emotional like I don't know if I'm going to Yeah, I had one night, maybe a month after Randy and I met, or maybe a little bit more. I had one night at Tootsie's. And uh I was sitting at the bar with Lee Rice and he started giving me Fireball. Oh, and I'd never done. that. Shots. I didn't even know what Fireball was, you oh, know. Oh no. I So you took shots of that? And yeah, and I um got very intoxicated and Randy took me out of there pretty quickly. Um, and I was so upset with myself because it was the first time that I... I was never worried about my age. You know, we have a decent age difference. And I never worried about that. And I've always felt like I was very responsible. And yes. And people... The more than most, really. <laughs> well, I felt like, oh, when people met, meet me, they won't judge me by my age. You know, yeah. I always felt like that. Like, okay, on paper, it's like this, but... um. And Randy was very, like, secure in that. And it was the first time that I ever felt like, oh, maybe I looked like this young, irresponsible.
3: But really, you're just like every other person in Nashville, <laughs> especially musicians and people on the road. I mean, yeah.
2: everybody is getting hammered. Yeah, so I um, just, I literally said to him after that, I was you're like, You're so hey. responsible. Well, I just, I said, I only, I realized that I only drink because I feel pressured by other people too and to me that's not a good reason yeah I was like I don't enjoy this I don't like the person that I actually don't like being in an altered state yeah so um just for myself I don't like that. I like not being completely in control of myself knowing what I'm saying being able to read other people
3: so um, what do you do when you're at a party and everyone's hammered like I,
2: I enjoy watching other people <laughs> I mean, it happens on the bus all the time. They don't time. get on your nerves. I mean, sometimes when I'm around a
3: whole bunch of drunk people, I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh! Like, you're so ridiculous, and everything you're saying is so stupid, and I don't even want to talk to you."
2: You know, it's easy for me. I think because I think because of the fact that I really don't drink. Randy really doesn't drink much either. Really? Yeah, he's not. He. I've never seen him pour a drink at home. Like, he's not. Um, he's just not a. He's a. He's a smoker. He's not a drinker. <laughs> hey, you so, know, I kind of think that's the way to go. I would much rather a it's husband natural. who's a little relaxed. Absolutely. And a little, you know, and it just takes the edge off for him. I totally agree. Mm. 100%. I don't like the smell of alcohol either. So I'm glad he's not a big drinker because I don't, I don't know. That's just a turn off for me. <laughs>
3: yeah. Hey, well, that's great then. That's yeah. great that like. You know, you figured... Okay, so you said no more fireball. I just said
2: to him I I yeah that and I really hadn't been a drinker when I before I moved to Nashville. I I wasn't I was brought up. My family's Italian and Russian. So we drank vodka with my Russian family and wine with my Italian family. My my grandparents have a vineyard and um but I was always taught to drink alcohol to enjoy it, not Yes. So I didn't have I didn't. For me, it was really easy. So that's kind of why, as well, when I found out I was pregnant, I didn't tell anyone, and no one knew because no one thought you. No yeah, one expected you to drink anyway. Well, I never drink anyway, and I think that's <laughs> the biggest sign. So like, none of we're all on the road, and like, none of Randy's like banned or everyone. No one. Thinks no one anything suspected of it. anything.
3: You're like, oh yeah, I'm just being normal.
2: Yeah. Life is u- as usual. Yeah, so I, I kind of just said to him one day, hey are you okay with me not drinking? He was like, that's awesome. I would love that. Like I would love that. I love that you even just want to make that decision. So I didn't drink at, at wedding. I didn't.
3: Wow. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So getting back to the text message where he says, uh-huh.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so then you're stuck in Nashville. You're snowed in. Mm-hmm. Your sister's about to pop. Now are you going to stay for the whole month and just be here where the baby's born? Or what happens? So the- I was
2: going to leave a few days after the baby was born. Okay. So I go out one night. I was with my friend, Hannah. We were at Patterson House. And Dallas texts Randy and told him where I was going to be. So he was waiting there. So Randy had his eye on you and was like, done. Yeah. And when, And he'd been in an incredibly dark place. And when... I, you know, went to Patterson house. I'm sitting there. Dallas had told me that he told Randy. I didn't think he was going to show up. I'm like. But you were hoping. Yeah, secretly. (laughs) And so me and my girlfriend Hannah were um, sitting in this booth. And I can't remember what we're talking about. And all of a sudden this guy at the bar, like right next to us, just turns around. So he's just there waiting for you. He's just waiting. Yeah. Stop. That um, is romantic. He like slid he into even the care. booth next to me and put his arm around me. That was it. Like, he didn't even care. He's time.
3: like, "I'm coming for you," yeah. and here I come. Holy cow! Yep. So that was it. After that, were y'all together like nonstop? Yeah, we were. It was. So how did he? How did y'all know this instantly though? Like, what was it? Was he? Did he like claim you right away? And you're like, "Yes, this is happening."
2: Yeah, it was crazy because I was the biggest skeptic when it came to. You know, my sisters both met their husbands and got married quickly. What's your birth order? I'm the youngest.
3: Okay. And then Natalia is? The middle. And then you have Anastasia the is oldest. the oldest. And yeah. she's the only one who doesn't live here. I
2: know. It's really sad. So sad. I know. And she's <laughs> got two babies in Australia. Yeah. and
3: it just means you have to go to Australia for long periods of time.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love going. We spent Christmas there and Randy played a bunch of shows over there. That's great.
3: And the good news is there's a big country music scene in Australia.
2: Yeah, it's growing. And so it's, it works. Honestly, best crowds in the world. Oh, yeah. They're amazing. Have you all been? No, I've never been. I'm dying to. Oh, you would love it. I'm dying to go to show. It's everything that I think you would imagine. It's I have gained the biggest appreciation for where I come from. Really? By not being there. Yeah, and I I mean I love Nashville so much and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else, but like this is definitely home, but Randy and I always say we'd love to be able to live in Australia for a little bit if we could at some point, like because I think he would just love to live there and he loves the people and he just—I have the greatest family ever, so um, we love going back there.
3: Okay, so I want to get—I want to get to your family dynamic. Then once I'm kind (laughs) of, I keep getting sidetracked. No, it's okay. So you and Randy, after he slides slides into the into the bar at Patterson House, Mm -hmm. puts his arm around you. Now, hook, line, sinker—you're done.
2: Yeah and so So what happens next? We literally were barely apart for the next week. Okay. Like I still remember we would stay up all night just talking like we and it it sounds crazy but I still remember times where we were so exhausted and we would start to fall asleep and we'd wake up because we felt like we were wasting time together and it sounds so cheesy but we were and I had been prior to meeting, prior to leaving Australia, I'd been in a relationship for four years. Okay, so that's why you didn't go to your sister's wedding. I didn't go to my sister's wedding because I was physically and mentally in the lowest point I think of my life so far. I was twenty. Um, you know, I'd finished high school. I was. I had been dating this guy. I'd kind of was living between his house and my parents but I was with him most of the time and it was just uh, definitely the wrong thing for me mm-hmm. um a very the opposite of Randy a very
3: cuz Randy kind of- is like the He's like just a bright light, and his yeah. chuckle, his chuckle like laugh. T- <laughs> I can't even handle that laugh. When he laughs, like you have to laugh too because it's you, like a
2: rolling laugh. Have you seen those tickle me Elmo toys <laughs> that like giggle? My mom and I always say we want to make like a tickle me Randy because <laughs> his giggle is the cutest thing. That's all. I just hope our baby gets his laugh. You oh, <laughs> <I do> too. <laughs> well, you have a pretty good laugh too. I I just love. When he gets starts giggling, I was trying to sleep the other night, and he was watching a movie in bed, and I wish I could have just recorded <laughs> him giggling. It was so funny, <laughs> but yeah. So I had been in this relationship. I'd finished, I'd finished high school. You know, I did a lot of sports and stuff in high school, and I really wasn't ac- very active anymore. And I was, you know, I moved out of home, and I. Was just unhappy. I don't think I even realized how unhappy I was. And mm-hmm. I was completely eating my feelings. <laughs> and
3: As I've been there.
2: Yeah. And I put on a ton of weight. And it sounds weird. But I almost felt like my relationship that I was in got better when I was less secure. Mm. I don't know if that yes. makes sense. No. But. He,
3: like it almost like
2: he, he wanted you not to be confident. Yeah. And and it's not that there's any, you know, that he's a bad person or anything. It just wasn't the right thing. No, it just wasn't. And so, you know, I think when you're with the right person, the better you feel, the better. And you just build each other up. And it wasn't that. Yes. So um, my sister got, you know, Natalia got married. My family flew over and they got married very quickly. And I had university. So I was like, no, I can't go because I I have to be at, at uni. And my mom got home and it was August 6th, 2014. I just, it was such a, was such a prominent date to me because it literally was like the mo- one of the most life-changing moments. Um, and I, I sat down with my mom and she said to me, is there any other reason that you didn't want to go for the wedding? And I said, yeah, I didn't want to be in the photos. Really? Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see myself as I am. Like, that's not me. I don't recognize myself when I look in the mirror and Mum was like, okay, what do you want to do about this? And so I literally the next day started just changing my life. I started, I got a personal trainer um, because I've always loved exercising and I was super, super fit and just athletic and everything my whole life. And I love sports and I just hadn't been doing any of that. So it was, I got back into that. I got really strong I I want I said to myself I don't want to have a like a party for my 21st unless I feel good about myself I love that so that was kind of my goal there I remember I showed my boyfriend at the time this photo of this dress and I was like oh I'd love to wear a dress like this and it was kind of a tight-fitted dress and he laughed at me and I was, you know, I was like, I want to wear this for my 21st. And and he laughed at me and was like, you're never gonna. And that really is, that. that's really heavy on a self-esteem, especially when you're at that age too, mm. you know? Yeah. But it was the best thing he could have done. Cause I'm very like. Competitive. you not competitive,
3: but yeah. you're like, I'm, you're I not going to tell me how I'm, I'm going to be. You're not going to yeah. define my worth and
2: what I'm capable of. Yeah. And I. I'm very like, I love to prove, someone tells me I can't do something like that's, yes, tell me that, (laughs) now watch me go do it. I love that. So um, yeah, I, over the next four months I lost 50 pounds. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you just changed your whole mindset about food and health and. My whole life was, um, my whole, my mental state, my physical state, everything changed. So so what changed in your mind? Like how did you start viewing yourself and health in general? It was the first time I really took an interest in in health and it was the first time I lo- I think for the very first time I learned to love myself. Oh, and, and that's I, so
3: important
2: that I could not have found Brandy. Like that could not i always feel like i manifested that yes through the decision i made to love to yourself exactly it took me until like my
3: th- early 30s to figure out how to love myself yeah and it's such a it, it, you think that you are or what but it's not at your door yeah
2: do you need to get it? do you mind if i do no? Get it? yeah we'll pause yeah
3: hey we'll just take a little pause for a second okay okay we're back at Randy's ordering western clothes <laughs> you got your cowboy man yeah
2: I got a sign for it
3: <laughs> um, I agree with you though learning to love yourself and it's crazy because like I came from a really wonderful family also and my parents have always been so supportive of me and all of these things but for whatever reason like it took me a long time to find self-love mm-hmm. like very long time and I struggled with like eating disorders mm-hmm. like bulimia and Addicted yep. diet pills and ugh, laxatives, all I used to put nicotine
2: them. patches on Really? I a teenager.
3: Mm-hmm. D- yeah. Suppressed my appetite. I like, would do anything. I was on prescription diet, those <laughs> fentramine pills, yeah. which if any of y'all are listening to this, just, do like not take shit ever. so bad for your heart. Yeah. And then I would like work out and start, I would like punish myself. This is what I would do. I would mm-hmm. take the pill or I would like binge eat the mm-hmm. day before. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna like kind of binge eat. And then I'm gonna take a pill, for, like, a week and, like, exercise all the time and like, starve myself. I'd play these awful games. My whole life was controlled by food, dieting, pills, like, body image, the whole thing. And then, like, in high school, I stopped being – I stopped – I wasn't, like, a bad bulimic, but I stopped teetering with bulimia when I got to college. Mm-hmm. And after that, because I was like, I can't kill myself. Like, this is going to – this is so bad for you. Yeah. And it's so awful. And I was like, it's, it's this never ending spiral, but it never stops until you learn how to love yourself and get a hold of completely get a hold of yourself and food and like put it in a different way of thinking. Mm. The spiral
2: never stops. No. And it's a hard pattern to get out of. So So I hard to get out of it. I had tried prior to, this August 6th decision that I, you know, it sat down so and made with my mom. so hard to get out of it. I had done teas and I had done, Ugh, all you know, the there fad was, diets. oh, every, like, everything you can think of. And, and that's no fad diet works. Nothing works. Like, I will get, it's so funny because, you know, people with Instagram and things will be, you know, sent through those offers for, like, can you do a post about this or whatever? And I'm like, uh, no, because that shake or whatever is not going to make, make you, you lose weight. weight. And I'm not going to tell anyone that because I had people saying those things and I believed them. Yes. And that shit doesn't work. It doesn't work at like, all. It messes with your brain
3: and it keeps you in a spiral. Yeah. So. Wow. So you did the best thing you ever could for yourself.
2: Yeah. And I would not, I sometimes think if I hadn't done that and I'd been in Nashville, I wouldn't have even spoken to Randy. Cause you would have not felt good about yourself. no confidence. I felt terrible. <laughs> so I had kind of moved out to the country and, um, which was where I always wanted to be. And then I was studying in the city in Melbourne though. So, um, I remember going back to university and there was a lot of kids I went to high school with and things there. and I would literally wear my glasses and like caps and things around the campus because I just didn't want anyone to recognize just me. just to hide out. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, if people see me, all they will think is, I got called Teddy my whole life until I finished high school pretty much. And I just thought all they'll think is, oh, Teddy's got so fat like you know oh. what I mean like that was yeah I'm so like it's I don't all consuming that was all I could think of is that's what people are going to think of me that's all the change they're going to see in me because you know you always feel like after high school oh what's this person doing and what's that person mm-hmm. doing and I just felt it's like it's a real
3: thing <laughs> <and> <laughs> it, isn't it crazy though like once you get on the other side of it now you live this healthy holistic life you've learned how to love yourself completely isn't it like looking back like sometimes like because I feel like I've been out of my spiral now I'm gonna be 36 in July and I've been out of it since I was like 30 Mm -hmm. maybe late 20s early 30s so Mm -hmm. like a solid six or seven years Mm -hmm. and now I look back on that decade and like even like high school and then 20s and I'm like gosh I just want to hug myself and I want to just like tell her you're so much more like you yeah. don't have to be this way. You don't have to worry about these things completely. Nobody cares. Like love yourself. Go fulfill yourself. Mm-hmm. Like eat foods that make you feel good. And yeah. like, and I just wish that I would. I'm glad I went through it because it mm. gives you tons of empathy and like appreciation. But it's so sad to me that I had to like live that in that hell. Yeah. 'Cause it's
2: hell. Yeah, and I I went through I mean, I was just in such a for me, my sister's my best friend, and for me to not go to her wedding Was she
3: okay with it or was she
2: Well, she felt like, you know, it was they planned their wedding super quick and um So she was like, Okay, I get it. Yeah, she was just like, Oh, you you're at university. Yeah. So you can't miss. I had some like practical classes that I couldn't I would have had to retake the next semester. So I really but I think that if I had have felt good about myself, I would have been like, hell yeah, I'm going to retake those. I want to be yeah. there for my sister's wedding. Um, but I was so grateful to have an excuse. Yeah. And yeah. it really... I, I just remember my 21st. I was the happiest that i had been in such a long time maybe the happiest i'd ever been because i fully accepted myself i knew who i was
3: so what was the journey that you had to go through like what would you tell other people say someone who is in the depths of the hell mm-hmm. right now with the cycle mm-hmm. what how
2: would you tell them to get out of it like what were your steps i think the first thing is making that decision like accepting I am in a bad place. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And being able to actually, because I think I kind of denied that for a while. And I was like, oh no, this is just, maybe this is just my body type. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like, no. But you knew you felt
3: bad about yourself.
2: Yeah, of course. And that's the
3: thing. No matter what size you are, it's really mentally. Do you feel bad about yourself? Exactly. Because you can be curvy, whatever, but if you feel
2: great, then that's all that matters. That's all that matters. And I, felt shit about i looked in the mirror and i was like who is that like that is not me and i would look at photos and think that's like i don't even recognize that person and i didn't recognize my own self-confidence and i had a terrible relationship with my sister that lives in australia i and a lot of it was you know i think a lot of things stem from the relationships in your life Mm -hmm. and certainly the relationship i was in was she like more hard on you or just like no but I disagreed with a lot of the decisions she was making and it's funny because I thought she was making all the wrong decisions like getting married quickly and falling in love quickly and I was like right behind her yeah but I at the time was like no you have to date someone for at least four to five years and that's because you've been in a
3: relationship where you didn't have clarity for that many years yeah and then you meet the one and you're like I don't need a date for 4 to 5 years No, I know.
2: I knew something all three of you sisters got married so fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I mean I cannot even say the men that we're married to are uh, incredible. Like I look sometimes I look at my parents and I'm like gosh, they must be so happy with their son-in-laws <laughs> because I'm like not one of them is about. Like often there's like the one, you know, right, that right. no one likes. I mean, my sister in Australia, her husband, Josh, is incredible. Um, So were you able to come around with her and be like, I get all your decisions? When I met Randy, he like opened my heart to her. Like I found, it sounds so cheesy, but I feel like when I met him, I found this part of my heart that I didn't know existed. Cause I was quite, when I was unhappy, I was quite um, closed off and I was very harsh. And I, Um, I was harsh on myself, and I couldn't accept myself or love myself. So how could I accept or love anyone else? You can't. So, um, yeah, my sister, my relationship with my sister completely changed. And they're probably
3: able to see her husband for the wonderful man that he is. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't stand him,
2: (laughs) and I was so mean to him. Oh my gosh, Tatiana, that's how
3: I (laughs) was with my sister's husband. She like met her husband. And I was, like, skeptical, young. I yeah. had all these problems with self-love. <laughs> kind of, like, so. not your same story, but, like, kind of same mentality about love yeah. and myself. And she fell in love with this incredible guy. And they, like, got engaged within six months. Then they got married within a year. And I was just, like, so mean to him. Mm-hmm. I was, like, gave him the fifth degree, made him work for my affection. Mm-hmm. I was always a brat. And looking back, I'm like, I'm so sorry.
2: I was, like, <laughs> he must want, you know, he wants something from our family. Like, you know, I was just very... Um, skeptical yeah I just and so I mean I look at him and he is literally a saint He is I mean goodness that man is amazing but I'm so glad my sister married him <laughs> but um yeah so I met Randy went home after a week of being together and are we good yeah just making sure after the pause I get nervous that's not working and um So I went back to Australia. My dad picked me up from the airport and I was meant to be starting back at university. And um, the summer break was over. And I said to my dad, I got to defer a semester. I have to go back to Nashville. I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it the whole plane ride, you know, and which is a long flight. So I had lots of time to think about this. And it was very much a question of, am I going to go back to my life and forget about Randy? If I could, I don't know. Like I just was that. you never felt anything like this in mm -mm. your life? And I didn't think it existed. And I was like, is this real, like, you know, it was this real process for me. I had to really break it down and just think, is this possible to feel this way? Like, I mean, this is insane. And like, I, where's the catch? And Randy was like, I mean, it's so funny because I remember getting to LA, like I flew from Nashville to LA and then had to fly to Australia. And I was a wreck. Just like, leaving him? God, I, I realized that I had never really felt brokenhearted until I had to leave him. Oh. And I thought I was, I remember the flight to LA, the poor person sitting next to me. I thought I couldn't, I thought I was going to die. Like I couldn't that breathe. your heart was I aching. Yeah, I'd never felt that way. And so I called him when I got to LA and he was like, stay there, I'm going to come get you. And I was like, no, I got to <laughs> go back to Australia. Like, And he didn't know if I was going to come back. Like I hadn't really made a decision. So I got back to Australia, spoke to my dad. And what would your dad say? Was he supportive of it? Incredibly. Oh. My dad, I, ha- like, I thank him all the time for what he did for me because he said to me, I am not going to deny you your chance at happiness. Ugh. And he was about to fly back to Nashville because Natalia just had her baby. So my dad was a bit like, we were kind of like going to tag team. I was going to get back to Australia. And he was, my mom was in Nashville. And my mom was like, no, she's staying in Australia. My mom will go So is your dad kind that. of the more like, like sappy romantic of the two? Well, mom mom is but she didn't want to lose another daughter to nashville truly she didn't want another one of her girls moving overseas like she was like no she's (laughs) yeah and so um it was a fling you know Mum was also i think nervous for me right because you're still so young i was really young and and randy and i had a big age difference and my parents loved randy like and they probably knew him because they met him at the wedding. Well, they knew him before I did, way before we met, That's and awesome. so they um, were bonded. Oh yeah, my dad's like an old rock. You know, he just he played guitar. He's got his whole vintage guitar collection. Him and Randy are like peas in a pod. Oh yeah, they they could talk about guitars all day long. You know, so my dad loved. So him. your dad hit the jackpot.
3: He's got musician son-in-laws. Yeah. I don't know what your other brother-in-law is, does, but he's
2: not a musician. But he's still he's guy. very cool. Yeah. yeah but um yeah dad loved it dad and so it was actually really cute because I mean you got to think like Randy and I had known each other a week he gets on FaceTime with my dad and starts telling him that he wants me to come back to Nashville and you know he'll pay for my plane ticket whatever my dad was like no 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 I got it um I'm gonna bring it back but kind of before he's my dad was trying so hard to be like the you know the like strict father and <laughs> and be intimidating and Randy told him he loved me.
3: And he dad? hadn't Told me this. He yet. told your
2: dad. Yeah. Whoa. And I was like, Randy didn't know I was in the <laughs> in the room. What did your so? What did you do? What did your dad? I mean? was What's like, happening? I was just like, he hasn't told me that, but Randy was like, I'm in love with your daughter, and I know it sounds crazy. We've known each other a week, um, and this wasn't like. I mean, he was like 38 or 39. Like, it wasn't like he hadn't lived and yeah. So, he was like, "I've never felt this way," and so my dad's like, "I'm gonna bring her back." So sweet dad, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he flew back with me and um, he booked me a ticket on the same flight as him and was like, "defer your university." and I left everything. I packed a suitcase and when I think of it now, I'm like, damn, that was a huge decision to make quickly. So freaking quickly. Yeah. Like I I literally packed a suitcase and moved to Nashville.
3: And never looked back
2: never went back after? No, I I mean I go back to visit a lot, but yeah.
1: If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.
0: Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers,
3: So, were you ever sad that you didn't finish studying to be a vet, or how? how, Or were you like, no?
2: Yeah, and I kind of said to Randy, like, oh, you know, when I moved here, I was like, okay, what am I gonna do? And I couldn't, you know, work because I didn't have a working visa, and I, you know, I, I was really trying to like work out my place Mm -hmm. and my identity here too, totally, because I was young and I, I thought I needed to fit in and fit into the mold. And I think it took me a good year to realize that it's so much more fun to fit out than to fit in how did you how did you stumble upon that realization I realized that I was putting myself in this race to, as yeah. a metaphor that I wasn't in I was in my own lane yeah and 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 I was over here, and why am I trying to fit in with you know With what this, like, you know, Nashville, like, countrywide, like, I don't know, I just, I was, I was like, okay, I moved here and I'm like, okay, how, what do I, you know, even my closet, like, I I came with one suitcase, so I'm like, okay, so I kind of had this, like, identity crisis almost for the first year, because I was like, totally. I am well, this whole in new, a new person country. Yeah, I'm in a new country. I'm in a new relationship. I'm new people, new yeah. everything. Exactly, lifestyle. So there was a lot of like decisions I made along the way um, that were, you know, where I was like, oh, am I, you know, I moved to, am I meant to learn how to like cook Southern food and make that, you know, and I was like, no, I'm. My mom's Italian. My dad's Russian. That's how I grew up cooking. Yeah. I love cooking. I love being in the kitchen because that was just part of my <laughs> I upbringing. wish. I did. I need poor Michael. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's not a strength. I but I grew up with that. You know, my mom is the most incredible cook. She's in. Oh my gosh. She's staying with my sister at the moment. She's in Nashville and she what made she the most make? amazing dinner last night. And she just like she'll come over and she'll make like chicken soup to put in our free. Like she fills our freezers when she comes over and um Randy always says he puts on 10 pounds when he goes to Australia <laughs> because my mom just cooks for him. Oh, it's her lovely. And oh totally. I kind of grew up like that and I realized that I don't need to change who I am just because I moved countries and and Randy's so just wants me to be me and loves me for me that I'm so lucky that he was never like, okay, I want this like if he wanted, you know, me to be the best southern cook in the world you know, he wouldn't have married an Aussie. <laughs> yeah. So in a sense, I like think about those things and um, he loved all the things about you. And that's what yeah. makes you
3: so special It's like, you are so unique, <laughs> and bright and beautiful, but then you have this whole other world to you that is so fascinating. You know, yeah. it's like, it's a treat for everyone who gets to be
2: around you. It, you know, and for me being able to go, I'm such a believer in, in holistic health and and the road, the journey that I went on prior to meeting Randy that really led me to that and led me to, um, you know, caring so much about what I put in my body and how I take care of myself and loving myself and um, just changing my mentality around that and realizing how great you could feel. Yes. Like getting up every morning and meditating and going, I need this in my life. Yes. Like this sets me up to be the best person I can be today. And, and I think just everything day by day is the most important thing, but um, yeah. And then, so I, I wasn't studying anymore. So then uh, like after we got married, I was like, okay, I want to do a you know holistic health and nutrition course. And I wanted to get qualified as a health coach and, um, and just have all that, understanding and honestly i'm so glad i did it before so you already you did it already so now you're like a legit holistic health coach Mm -hmm. wow and i'm so glad i did it because the whole time i was doing the course i'm like man i'm glad i'm learning this stuff before i have a baby because i just feel like there's so many things that i would have been so curious about or um i mean there's always questions Uh, when you're pregnant, like, am I doing the right thing? Right. It's like such a almost paranoid time. But um, my doctor's always like, you're doing great. I love following your Instagram because they're like, <laughs> you do like celery juice every morning. How did
3: you decide it? celery juice? It's like, like, like... There's no apple or anything in there. No,
2: I got to say it's like probably one of the biggest health trends right now. Like really? in, in the health world, it is like the thing. And I was, I'm always skeptical of trends because... I think that there's lots of things that can be like way overhyped and mm-hmm. um, so I started trying it. My sister does it too and um, and I felt so great. I don't need coffee. Really? You know I don't like I, every few days. I mean I, I wanted to limit my caffeine being pregnant anyway but yeah I, I mean it makes me just feel so good and it just I notice so much, and, and you know you're doing such good things for your baby and your body. Yeah, and it's funny because um, I don't like eating celery. Like I don't, I would never like go eat some celery. <laughs> and the first time I tried it, I was like, Oh, am I doing something wrong? This is disgusting. <laughs> and how are people drinking this? And then I started to realize how good I felt. And I think the the good feelings that you get, it's like the same as like eating healthy food, where you're like, Oh, am I going to miss eating? donuts and pizza and I'm going to miss those things and then you realize how good you feel and how crap those things make you feel like people will be like but don't you feel deprived that you don't because I don't really like everyone's like do you have cheat days and do you like so if you need something sweet what are you gonna eat
3: um I make a lot of like alternatives to things. Yeah, like you made carrot juice and then you just made a carrot cake out of the leftover <laughs> carrot stuff. I'm like, who even knows how to do that? And yeah. it looked like it from a bakery.
2: I'm like, who are you? Randy I can't show started- Michael your
3: Instagram because he's going to be
2: like, you need to step up your game. Randy started taking an interest in juicing. I don't ever push anything on him health wise. Um, he grew up very differently to me, so he has a lot Probably of. I really southern. He, yeah, like I didn't drink soft drinks growing up. Yeah. Whereas for him, like Mountain Dew is oh, yeah. like his weakness, and that's fine. But what I try to do is lead by example, so uh, he looks at how good I feel and how much I love you know, juicing and doing my celery juice. And I don't think he could drink straight celery juice yet, but he started doing Greek juices in the morning. Okay. And I let him, like last night he literally came home and this is my Southern boy who, you know, is about some like fried chicken and biscuits. (laughs) And he came home with probably six bags of veggies last night. Like filled our fridge with kale and celery and, Beats and like all these, like it's amazing. And I go, those times for me are like, yes, I did something right. You know where I'm like, I'm like, if he's making those decisions and he's like, I want to stop at the supermarket and just go buy a ton of organic, and he's always like, oh, that wasn't organic. And I could like take, like he's, it's amazing. And he's like, wow, how cool is it? I'm like, yeah, it's it makes me so happy, you know. To to see that he's taking a, a value in his health too and he can notice it <clears throat> yeah and i think it's important not never to push anyone into health because yeah. you can't he's just gonna say screw that like i want right a, gonna i want a burger it. and fries like so i but what i would rather do is say well like if i have that i would feel like shit mm-hmm And sorry, I probably cuss way too much. I'm Aussie and that's just (laughs) how we do it. Randy has to remind, sometimes he goes, she's from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) It's a descriptive word there. So um, yeah, it's it's cool to see. I think it's more important just to lead by example and let people go, oh, like you feel great and like you wake up feeling good every day and you know, and you don't. You know, certain health things and, um, you know, different autoimmune diseases. And there's so many things that celery juicing um, helps with. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the most incredible. There's this Instagram page called Celery Juice Heals. And you can go on there. It's all like Medical Medium, this guy who started this celery juice craze. And it's all about healing inflammation. And I mean, like acne, psoriasis, eczema, like these things that people have cured just by adding that into their, like, really? first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Um, juicing some celery and people will be like what's the recipe for it I'm like it's literally celery juice like
3: straight celery that's yeah. it yeah
2: so. so the only time that you haven't felt well, that was the first 20 weeks of your pregnancy. Oh my gosh. Talk to me about was that. was rough.
3: Because how does it feel to wake, when you're so used to feeling good every day, how does it feel to wake up and feel
2: awful? Oh man, it was and Of tough. course you're so
3: grateful. And another thing that we talked about a little bit before, mm-hmm. you're so respectful of women who haven't had an easy pregnancy journey. Like you put out the sweetest, most thoughtful posts about that. And I thought that was really amazing of you. <clears> Thank
2: you. <throat> my, my sister... Has had three miscarriages in the last three years, which you know we talked about this before, and and it's really devastating. You know, it has opened my eyes so much to, um, to how difficult it because I don't think I would have even realized mm-hmm. like how difficult it could be, and how many women struggle, and you don't even know what people are going through. Truly, like that most of the time you have no idea, and so, um, it. I was so aware when I when we were going to share that I was like everyone's happy for you but at the same time there's a lot of women who are going to be sitting there going why isn't it me exactly and you know women who are older than me who have been trying you know for way longer and my plan was 2020 let's have babies and it, it turned out being 2019 and um and it was like this big shock for me because I remember trying no and the first thing I mean we wanted we were like definitely that was part of our goals yeah totally but um I'm such a planner and I'd always said okay so you know when we do have a baby let's um you know plan on trying to like those last few months of the year in the in the music world I and mean, country music at the last time to try to, uh, the, uh, sorry at the time to right if you can do it like in november
3: december january that's like ideal because touring's dead exactly <laughs> if you can have it
2: perfectly that and we be... are having a baby in like the midst summer? of
0: summertime touring, touring season, season. like oh
2: my gosh like it is that is like festival season yes and so, so you definitely weren't planning no that was not I mean it's so funny because I'm such a planner and uh, it was so like, your baby's shaking it up for you yeah God was like no that's, Ha-ha, totally that's funny that you're such me. a planner oh of course I mean as soon as you make a plan and you're like yeah this is how it's gonna be God's like yeah sure this is how it's gonna be but I really questioned things at that point because I was like how could this be happening to me? Like, why are you giving this to me and not my sister who is the most deserving person on the planet? And, and like, I, I want to give her this gift. Like, that was all I could think of. And um, I really – I had to do so much meditation and so much um, – I mean, I was – it was one of the most, like, emotional times for me because I was, like –
3: Because here you are having this surprise gift and she's like, – struggling yeah. so hard so uh, truly but you said she
2: was able to be super happy and- she was amazing and is so excited for me what a just great can't person baby and sister she's the best I she's just like the most supportive wonderful person and I'm so glad I've got her here but I mean it was like <laughs> I remember when I told her I had been so nervous about it and and she was the first person that I wanted to tell but I just the I was, timing. yeah. I mean, in, it's interesting that it was probably the darkest time for her was the time that that happened. You know, for us, and I mean, Brandy is just so excited, and so am I, and and we can't wait. But um, and it now it feels like how could this timing be any better, right? But at the, it definitely took me a little bit to, but it made I'm I'm so grateful that I've learned, um to be sensitive truly because you know i mean you've talked about what you've been through and
3: and yeah like we started trying in february of last year and had a miscarriage and chemical pregnancies mm. and like last year was like it was so sad it was just a sad heavy year mm. It makes me teary all even thinking about it because it's like, but I'm so grateful too because I would have never had the appreciation I have for being mm. pregnant when mm. that happens mm. or like, you know, just like how, what a gift it is mm. because I just think that I would thought, oh, this is so easy. Let me snap my fingers totally. and decide to be pregnant.
2: <laughs> and I feel like that. I feel like I try to enjoy, it's been, you know, my first trimester was hard. I was really sick, but I've always tried to just be like, enjoy this journey. Yeah. Because the one thing that Natalia does say to me, my sister is, you know, she has a four-year-old and so she's been trying to have, they've been trying to have their second one for three years. And um, she always says to me, I would have enjoyed my pregnancy so much more if I knew that I would struggle so much to get pregnant again. And so it always makes me, even in the hard times, feel like, hey enjoy this it's a wild journey though like I wait
3: like Michael and I waited to start trying until I was 34 like we mm-hmm. waited so long and we've been together 10 years basically more or less and I, I just never was ready and like I just thought okay we're having so much fun and mm-hmm. we had just kind of talked earlier like I loved this season of just getting to be with him mm-hmm. and like experience all these things and like have this really strong relationship and mm-hmm and then like you know like everyone in my family got pregnant fairly easy and i i just never knew it was i just never knew the other side to it and but the thing is i think it's good to be aware of it whether it's you that's going through it or someone super close to you because it doesn't it's not necessarily a bad thing to have to learn this appreciation it gives you so much more like your heart expands so much more you know mm-hmm. like i don't i'm not sad that i had to go through these things i pray they stop mm. <laughs> but I'm grateful for the awareness and just like the understanding and just realizing what a miracle it is exactly and you got that by living through it with your sister and it's like totally you know you've been it's, it gives you a value
2: that I don't think you could have otherwise yeah absolutely and it um as I said it's hard and from what I understand it's only gonna get harder <laughs> <laughs> everyone keeps telling me that but um yeah I mean I've I think I was sick until 18 weeks. I think I stopped throwing up. Oh, and it was like we were traveling. We had oh been home gosh. for five days between Thanksgiving and the like 20th of January. I think that whole time we were home for five days. And you were just sick the whole time. Yeah, and I was really sick. And um, we had gone to Hawaii for a songwriters festival, then Japan for a show, then Australia. We did brisbane sydney melbourne shows we we're in you know melbourne with my family and i felt like shit oh like it was and these are all such rough.
3: amazing things happening you're like oh my god i just need a puke
2: yeah we would sometimes i would just stop talking and like sit really still and randy would be like oh you're about to throw up i'm like if i just stay really still if i don't breathe it'll, maybe like, it'll, pass. Yeah, it'll pass like i just or i'd be like just don't touch me just <laughs> like <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I'm not here. Everything's disappearing. It's gonna go away. Yeah, it was. It was kind of funny. I mean, I laughed about it a lot, and I would apologize to him because he'd be like having this conversation with me or like, you know, giggling with me about something, and all of a sudden I'd just be like, (gasps) (gasps) "Shh, (laughs) like don't talk." it was just, it, it, I mean, I would laugh about it all the time. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he's like, it's, your body's doing crazy things. He's like, you're growing a person. Yeah. So, and I have such an appreciation for the human body and for... Oh my um, gosh. Hey. The woman's body. Okay, so
3: I want to talk to you forever, but we're going to have to wrap up. But mm-hmm. I have to talk to you about horseback riding. Yes. So tell me about that, like how you grew up doing it and why it's like such a passion of yours. And you're like a professional rider.
2: <laughs> so I started... Um, I started riding when I was six or seven, and it's just a
3: part of your spirit.
2: Yeah, I was horse riding and playing golf my my child my whole childhood, and I I I actually planned on being a golfer for a long time. Really? Yeah, and then um, I just got to the point where I was like, I I want to play golf to horse ride. So <laughs> so I loved it, and I was like this you know talented kid and so i had all these people kind of like big jumps and everything pushing me yeah well so i with golf with golf i was oh okay golf yeah so you were really great at golf too like could you have gone yeah so that was always like the plan was when i was 12 i was playing off scratch and i um, dang girl yeah i was kind of this just i mean my dad would take me every afternoon after school i would go you know see my golf coach and train and it was very Um, I liked having like a regime like that, but all I wanted to do was ride and, and I didn't enjoy competitive, like I would go play in golf competitions, but I didn't enjoy it. I had a lot of anxiety. Whereas when I was on my horse, I didn't have anxiety competing. And so I think that gives you a really good indication of when you're doing the right thing. Yes. And so, yeah, in, in a, in a competitive setting in golf, I was this mess and um struggled a lot with just the pressure and focus and all that sort of stuff but um but when i was riding i was like so relaxed because you, your teammate is yeah. there with you and yeah. um right now i'm not competing because i can't jump right now so you still compete bit... well in, in in horse riding but ask,
3: so what does that even mean to compete in horse back riding like
2: so I I grew up eventing which is like this it's like three-day eventing so there's three phases so you do dressage cross-country and show jumping and when I moved when I met Randy I left my horse in Australia and I left all that and it that was probably the hardest part moving for me because I remember I went home and I had to clean out my trailer and you know kind of sell everything and get rid of things and give things away and and I just cried and cried and cried and cried getting rid of all my horse stuff. And um, right after we got married, this incredible woman had come into my life who is like my fairy godmother. And she uh, is actually gonna be the godmother of our baby. Um, but she's just amazing and has um, about, I think she's got like 35 horses now, but she has show jumpers and so can you just go ride and has an incredible property in virginia and she said to me why don't you get into show jumping so um she was like i've got a horse i think would be perfect for you you know and she could not have set that up more perfectly um she was like i've got this horse his name's camouflage and i was like oh (laughs) yes i love that name and he is i've never trusted a horse like i trust him really because you have to have a level of trust when you're doing something crazy like you know cantering up to these like
3: you have to believe that they're gonna huge follow through
2: jumps what
3: it's kind of like a spiritual connection with your horse isn't it
2: yeah and that's a big thing for me like whatever you feel they feel mm-hmm. and it is the most grounding sport because you can be thinking that you're kicking ass and you're so good and then all of a sudden you're in the dirt <laughs> so Ow. yeah so it makes you tough like as a you know I fell off so many times as a kid and um and it was always like get back or oh, not go to the hospital like I was gonna say, what
3: did you learn about life from horseback riding what has it taught you
2: <laughs> oh so much so much resilience um so much humility because I just think that um yeah, you can be kicking ass and then all of a sudden your horse decides I'm not doing that or um, or you just have a miscommunication a lot of the time. It's not like they want to dump you or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's a miscommunication or you screw up. And um, I'm I'm really lucky with Cammie because I just trust him wholeheartedly. And I was still jumping at like 18 weeks pregnant um, and I would never do anything that I felt like was unsafe. Yeah and um but that was also part of why there was numerous reasons we waited a long time to tell anyone that we were pregnant but that was part of it for me was i didn't want anyone telling me i couldn't ride <laughs> and don't tell me what to do and so hawk move your tail <laughs> Hawk, come here. and so yeah um i think it's important and i wish every female could have this I think a lot of women get competitive with each other because Mm -hmm. they don't have a competitive outlet and I think we need competitive outlets and you know whether that be taking up tennis or you know whatever it might be I think it's important to have something and for me being able to go in the show ring and get that out and like you know win or lose yes gave it a crack and you did your best and I always feel like I accomplished so much and my favorite thing is that you know I stand next to the stage when I'm on the road with Randy and watch him and cheer him on and can be his cheerleader and then he can come to horseshoes and cheer me on and that's great is that yeah it's it's fun and he's like thinks it's wild you know because he grew up doing like western riding and he grew up at rodeos so it's very different to what the horses are like <laughs> twice the size of like, you know, they're not quarter horses. They're big warm bloods. And um, he just thinks it's such an amazing world. And he's learned this whole appreciation for, for what I do and the kind of riding that I do. Um, I still haven't got him to get in a jumper saddle. <laughs> he's like, I ain't getting in that little thing. Oh, He'll get in it. I bet he won't. I've tried to get him on cami and he's like, no, so I just want him to feel the difference in the movement like of a warm blood and it's like majestic. I just I love them. Um, so I've I was in Germany last year, um, you know, riding some horses over there. And it's just I mean, just the quality of the just horses have is it? insane completely. What, what do you what is it, what do you feel like when you're on a horse? I think completely at peace. Like it's like this. I have a very overactive mind sometimes and that's why meditation for me is so important to like get up in the mornings and make my celery juice and sit my ass down and meditate you know whether that be five minutes or 20 minutes Mm -hmm. it's really important and there's an app called Headspace that I can't recommend enough if anyone wants to get into meditation Headspace is incredible it's guided meditations and um, I don't know if you've tried it but it's amazing i'm not committed to meditating I, it's something i want to commit to it's something that you have to like i think initially work on and be like i'm going to implement this and make it a habit because in the beginning i'm like okay i'm just sitting here and then like i'm trying to like zen my thoughts out and
3: something will run through my head and i'll be like i'll sidetrack with it and i'll be like okay calm back down. it's a lot of like mm-hmm. dodging
2: thoughts for me in mm-hmm. the beginning so accepting allowing those thoughts to come in is important too and trying like not to block things because it's the goal just like empty your brain yes and no um I think it's being able to just calm things down a lot yeah and I like just feel so much clarity afterwards and I'm like oh man like wow like I'll have different views on things and Mm -hmm. different but yeah so writing for me is um a little bit like that that it gives me this whole other like I can be having this terrible day and things can be you know just a a mess or whatever I mean everyone has good and bad days and I feel like I get on my horse and everything's just gone and I can just completely focus on what I'm doing and um, you know and, and riding and being in the moment because your horses are so intelligent and they can feel everything that you're feeling I really believe that so if you're stressed and anxious or nervous or anything like that that's how they're going to feel. Yeah. You know, you're giving them that energy. And I really believe in energy and vibrations. And so I think if you can like slow your roll and just be there and be present with them and, and give them everything, you know, then it's all going to be fine. But if your like, thoughts are just a mess. Scattered and, it, and all yeah, over the place. Then
3: how can you? It all gets back to what you, it all gets back to you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you're so inspiring. I could literally talk to you for like two more hours. (laughs) I'm going to wrap up. i wrap up all my interviews with Leave Your Light. So obviously you've talked about a lot of inspiring things, (laughs) a lot of like self-awareness. And what is just some advice or something that you want to share with someone listening to this that you've learned in life? Just a piece of encouragement Uh or... I don't know just some motivation something that you've picked up along the way that you maybe wish you would have known or that you've gathered over your life experience which has been this whole interview yeah gosh so many things i um
2: or something you would tell your younger gosh i think two things i think you can always change your situation i love that because i was in an incredibly dark place and so unhappy with who i was physically and mentally And i completely changed that and learned to love myself and that's you know met the love of my life and my whole life changed um and then i think as well that i wish people could stop being so worried about fitting in and actually want to fit out like that's a big thing to me is like why would you want to be like anyone else? I love that. Like just be you. And, and it took me, that was such a big lesson that I learned moving to the other side of the world and moving to this whole other city and,
3: and trying to get involved with what you thought you needed to be. And then realizing like, no,
2: I'm going to be me. And being like, Oh, like what kind of wife am I meant to be? And what am I meant to, you know, and like, no, I don't, I can cook the way I want to cook. I can, you know, cut all my hair off like after my wedding i did that and it was like the best thing you know and i just loved it and 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 i can just i don't i don't have to fit into a box no and i think that that's the biggest thing that i think if we could all be more focused on being 100 percent us and realizing there's no one else like you and no one's ever going to be like you and you're not going to be like anyone else so i think it's great to be inspired by other women but not to feel like that's who I want to be. I love that. Because everyone has their own shit too going on. That is something I have learned more than ever. You
3: look, and like we had talked about before, you kind of look at an Instagram reel or something, you think everyone's perfect. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something going on in their lives. Completely. And no one's thinking about anyone else. Like Mm -mm. everyone's just thinking about their own stuff. Yeah. But I I mean, I agree. Like people, I get inspiration and like, Mm -hmm. I think you check in on other people, but like, Mm -hmm. Nobody's thinking about anyone else. Everyone's just trying to get their own thing done. Everyone's
2: in their lane. Yeah. And like, I think that's such an important thing too, to be able to, I think it's important to care about other people. And this is in marriage too. Like, it's so important. I always want to put Randy first, but, and it's, it's something I think about, like with motherhood too, because I've been thinking so much about that. And I think that how can I be a good mother and a good wife? if I'm not okay. So I think that being selfish sometimes, as much as I don't like, there's so many negative connotations, like there's so much negativity. It's more like self-care. But I think that you have to put your self-care first. Like even for me going into Randy and I having a baby, it's going to change our whole lives because we're so used to it being just the two of us and Hawk. Like, and um, I constantly talk to him about our marriage has to come first absolutely like, and yeah so that's those would be my my things you can always change i love what, that whatever needs to change and stand out <laughs> yeah every day is a new day too. fit because. out not fit in hmm It's so much more fun.
3: (laughs) What a relief too. Did you feel so much better when you got to that point? (laughs) Totally. I was like, oh my
2: gosh, I'm a badass. Yeah. And I'm like, my husband loves me for me. He doesn't want you to be someone else. No, he would have married that person if that's what he wanted. And I would have married someone else if I wanted him to change. So I know it's like when you finally hit those, as
3: Oprah says, those aha moments, they make so much sense, but it's like, why did I struggle with that so long before? Because now this is so obvious. It's, like, <laughs> it's just the way it is. We have to like go through the valley to um, to get to the break in the clouds and be like, oh, I'm great just being me.
2: Exactly. And the people around you should love you for you and not your idea of what you want to be. And Instagram is terrible <laughs> for that because I think it's great that, you know, I think a lot you can put out the person that you want to be rather than the person you are and yes. I think it's so much more interesting and people could tell like truly it's so much more interesting to be able to be like hey this is who I am and like I this
3: is what I love this is my life
2: yeah and I'm not a party animal yeah. and I'm you know <laughs> and I care more about getting up in the morning and drinking celery and juice hanging and, out with
3: animals not yeah being a
2: party animal <laughs> exactly and and that's just <clears throat> not what sure if that's what like you love, go do that. Like I don't have an issue. It's whatever makes you feel good about yourself.
3: I love that, Adriana. <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. No,
2: it's been so thank much fun. And Hawk, thank you so much. We say bye. Okay, He's like, I don't He's know. Like, about I that. don't talk on microphones. You're the best. It's been so lovely. <laughs> <It's> been
3: so- <laughs> next time, well, maybe next time I see you, you'll have a little baby.
1: I know. <laughs> Goodness, so soon. Okay, bye. Bye.